What's up, y'all? It's been nuts. I mean, how are you doing? Oh, my God. The Void Moon's kicking my ass. Like, I, I I actually don't know much about Void Moons. And so I've been like, I kind of just avoid them, which is, I guess, bad. But uh, the other reason why I'm feeling it really hardcore today is because the last, I guess I was doing some research on Void Moons. I don't know how much you all know about that. Um, but uh, even shout out to Mark Menthony was telling me about Void Moons a little bit. Um but um, basically, it's it's before the moon ingresses into another sign with the last of uh, the last aspect or something with the planet, and then it ingresses into a new sign. So the last aspect it had before it went void was a square with Mercury, which made me totally stupid. Like I couldn't think of anything to talk about. I didn't know what the hell's going on. I've been tired all day too. I took a 15-minute nap and figured out what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> hey, I mean, whatever works. Whatever yeah. works. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know about everybody else, but it's been chaos. Explain. Elaborate. Besides your, well, your, your car accident. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, so I got rear-ended last week. I'm still waiting to find out if they're going to total my car or not. Oh, my God. And then... Literally within 24 hours, um, I got a, well, my husband got a call from back home. Someone that we went to school with was hit and killed on his 40th day while driving in Miami. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, and I think it's, I think it's the Mars. There's, I know there's a Mars Pluto aspect. I'll be honest with y'all. Like. Life has been so crazy wild this month that I haven't really done. Usually I'll consume astrology nonstop. It's like I've checked out completely out of it. It's like I'm just kind of like the void moon. I'm just floating. Mm-hmm. This entire month. It's like I'm just floating through the motions and then realizing after the fact, oh, that's that's the transit. Yes. Okay. So I'm trying to. What the hell's causing this? Okay. I'm curious here. So, I mean, I'm looking at July's chart. I sent that to you. So starting okay. starting the month off, we have Neptune on the Ascendant, which usually translates to nobody knows what the fuck's going on. So, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you, you know, we, we do have, well, it's not, it's it's in Mercury, or, or the Mercury's in Venus. It, ugh, cannot talk. <laughs> Mercury is in Cancer, guys. I can I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Woo. I don't know. I don't know. We're the example of the transits. There we go. <laughs> Hot mess. Oh, I haven't been I haven't been focusing on the transits either, and I don't really have an excuse. I didn't get in a car accident. Nobody died. I don't know. I'm sorry if y'all hear my pup crying. My dog. My son's walking the dog, so my pup. Is over here crying hysterically. So I apologize. At least it's your dogs this time. Instead of me feeling like a jackass with my stuff going. <laughs> Which Girl, my did husband... you see? Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to mention Neptune's literally, literally close to the Ascendant in this July chart. So I don't know if that, like, narrows it down for all of us right there. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, when Neptune's on the Ascendant, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Like, it, that's exactly the gist of the month. And that I was even looking... Okay, so, usually, guys, I'll go and... If I can't think of something I want to talk about, I'll go look at, like, the headlines of the news. And, like, I do watch, you know, some some conservative commentators and stuff on YouTube. I haven't been seeing them talk about anything besides, like, them the backlash against the LGBT community and, you know, basically talking shit about other TikTokers and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's, like, nothing going on. So I even got desperate and Googled some headlines today. I don't see anything major going on. The only thing... I mean, go ahead. I've seen something major, but I'll let you finish. Yeah, the only thing I've really seen is riots, like, worldwide, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, um, people crossing borders or invasions or migrants or refugees. Problems yes. with that. That's the only thing I've seen. Besides, you well, know, the stupid well. Ukraine drama. But that, you know, whatever. I don't believe half that anyway. Yeah. Where I mean. You, what have you seen? Well, one thing that has been really dominating the news in the last week. And even before July even kicked up was. I don't I'm pretty sure a lot of us have been hearing and we've been you know we've been looking at it since 2016. It's this entire child trafficking situation that has been unfolding across the world. And how a lot of people are saying and we might get censored for this one um how powerful people that are connected to government are involved in these rings. Yeah. A lot of Hollywood big power players that have been canceled have been really sounding that alarm in the last few months. Um, Jim Caviezel just released a movie. Um, it's called The Sound of Freedom. Oh, released, I've heard about that. Okay, what is yes, that about? It is a movie about, it is a true story. I believe the guy was an ex-Navy SEAL who went to, I haven't even seen this movie, but he ends up going to um, a country and rescues a child. And the child, it's a little boy, tells him, I need you to save my sister. And that sets this man up on, like, a quest where he literally starts to uncover pedophile rings, child trafficking rings, and that dark circle that exists with child trafficking. And it pretty much kind of blows everything out of the water to where a lot of people, it's like bringing a lot of awareness. So... Jim Caviezel's in this movie. I think, God, who else is in this one? It is, she is the doctor of a prominent actor. Let me see, Sound of Freedom. Let me look it up. But anyway. Interesting that you say the the child trafficking thing. Because Mm -hmm. when we look at the month of being cancer, that rules children. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, go ahead. I just thought that was interesting. Oh, you're fine. Mira Sorvino's also in this movie. She's another big actress that was canceled as well. This movie was filmed in 2018, believe it or not. Nobody would take this movie to go ahead and release it. So, so, So five years this movie has sat unable to be released. Who released it? Um, let me see here. Santa Fe Films produced it. It doesn't say who, well, what they started doing was, was that they started to sell them as pre-sales. 
basically telling people if you buy tickets to this movie, you will create the push required for this movie to be shown in theaters. Pre-sale, and I think um, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Ben Shapiro put up a post before the fourth, stating that this movie had hit pre-sale records and the amount of money that it had already made just in those pre-sale tickets. Nice. Now, the funny thing about this as well is that that same day that this movie came out, the new Indiana Jones movie came out. Um. And I'm a big Indiana Jones fan from, like, since I was a kid. So this movie made $14 million on its first day, beating out Indiana Jones for the top spot. What? There, there was barely any media coverage about that. Yeah, because I barely even heard about this. Like, the only thing I heard, like, I was skimming through, like, some some of my YouTube uh, subscriptions or whatever or uh, feed that I have. And I saw Matt Walsh, like, comment about something about sound, Sounds of Freedom, the freedom, the title of the movie that you're talking about. Yes. And I, was, and I just didn't get a chance to get to that video. And I was just like, I wonder what he's talking about. I'm like, okay. Well, and here's the synopsis of the movie. It says, after rescuing a boy from ruthless child traffickers, a federal agent learns the boy's sister is still captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. With time running out, he quits his job and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle, putting his life on the line to free her from the from a fate worse than death. Wow. The budget of this movie was 14.5 million. It's already made more than what it was cost what what it cost to be produced. Nice. They're doing better than Disney. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh wow. So okay. So that's that's interesting in itself because the only the only thing I see, like I said, I've been seeing trending lately is the huge um like a uh, massive pushback against the LGBT community. I've like seen that. them grooming the kids and stuff. And so you got to think about it too, how much the corporations and like, you know, the powers that be or whatever are really putting the LGBT on the put on a pedestal. And now I'm seeing this huge um, push for maps, the minor attracted persons label. Yes. Yeah. With the LGBT community. And uh, that's the, that's the one that's definitely getting the most volatile pushback from the public. And I think that that's very interesting that I do I do think that they're they're trying to escalate it to that to basically make people forgive pedophilia. I don't think they're going to because you have not just this movie that's come out. Mel Gibson. I actually heard it's that guy you sent me, Charlie. Yeah. All right. He did a, a video. But I, I was able to see a little bit of where he talks about um, Mel Gibson. And I, I think there's a clip. I can't tell you if anyone wants to verify and listen to it. It is on YouTube. But it's Mel Gibson talking about the realities of Hollywood and how dark Hollywood really is. Yeah, I saw the clip on it showed up on my Facebook feed. Mel Gibson. Yes. Yeah. So what happens is it's he's been canceled. Jim Caviezel's been canceled. Um, but Caviezel and Gibson are producing a docu-series or a documentary that exposes Hollywood and the pedophilia rings and the, and the child trafficking that's taking place. <laughs> so I really think, and this is just, you know, how I've been sitting here just thinking, 
Pluto going into Aquarius, coming back into Capricorn, it's really making the people rise up and say, hell no, we're done with this. And Leo, Venus is now, Venus and Mars are in Leo right now. And Leo rules the fifth house. It rules children. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff that I feel Venus retrograde is going to be exposing. Oh, yeah. And and just to interject, so you see the chart for July, right? Yeah. Pal- you see Pallas right there next to Mars? You oh, remember, yes. You remember what Pallas is, right? Vigilante I- justice. Yeah. So yep. that that right there that being conjunct with Mars and Venus is really the signature that we're talking about for defending kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then is it, is it squaring anything? Oh, look at, look at, okay. So you see that down there too. We have Chiron and Eris almost in a conjunction in the first house. And you see that Eris is in a, is expecting, uh, basically trining to that Mars and that palace. So, Remember, Eris is chaos, uh, mm-hmm. disorder, disruption. So, palace, vigilante justice, disorder, so disruption. Oh, this makes this this toll chart's totally just like completely uh, laying out now. So the so that Neptune on the ascendant and why the news is all quiet and like it seems like you know ever uh, they're just missing the mark is because they're just trying to you be quiet about like the release of this movie. And and the talks of the the child trafficking. You totally picked up on this, you know, You got this. Look at that. Oh, That's I know. Awesome. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that, I've just been looking at stuff all like all day here and there. Just not. I haven't really studied, but that's just what I've picked up so far. Well, you got Jupiter oh. in your sign now, so you're gonna, you know, know the typical like being flooded with all kinds of information. Oh, thank God. I love Jupiter in my sign. I just don't <laughs> want the expansion of the waistline. Everything yeah. else, I'm good with. Typically, typically what I've noticed is that if Jupiter's going over your first or your seventh house, that's when the, you get fat. Okay, okay. So, I don't know. As long as you don't got your, your son in the first or the seventh house, you should be okay. Nah, I, I, I should be fine then. I'm going to knock on wood. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So, we yeah, we had no idea what we were going to talk about, but Yomi totally, that's, that's very cool. Uh, so, um, what I want to add... Onto what Yomi was saying about Pluto doing this dance between Aquarius to Capricorn. Um, basically, the Aquarius vibe with Pluto is causing this revolt. We talked about this before. This is the revolutionary pushing back kind of uh, uh, themes that are going on with the public. But uh, with when in Capricorn, obviously, that's the totalitarian, tyrannical, controlling thing. But also, when we're looking at a mundane or a political perspective, uh, Pluto and Capricorn is the deterioration of structures and corporatism. Or a deterioration of the elite, right? So every mm-hmm. so every time that there's major major aspects to Pluto in Capricorn, w- when it shifts back into that, or if it has like a major uh, alignment, like a T square or a trine or something with another major planet, that's when I feel like Pluto's like just gonna topple over another faction of the of the powers that be, the elite. So by the looks of this. Um, see what is pluto expecting pluto is uh, it's squaring the nodes for sure yeah so that's a big one so but it seems like pluto right now is like going after hollywood i mean what other things that are left because i was looking at the the solar return chart for the united states last year and it looks like they were just 
they were destroying our financial sector last year, which they're still, you know, it's still happening. But yeah, that's still happening. Yeah, and then uh, so r- right at this moment, it looks like the Hollywood's getting its ass beat, which you know they they've been trying to cover this up for a long time anyway. That's the whole thing with the Epstein stuff, which. Mm-hmm. This is actually right around the time frame that Epstein was initially arrested, and they were trying, to, and then they, they ended up dead. So I find it interesting that this is just like it, this is this is an example of life cycles and the trends is coming back to get you, no matter how time how many times you try to avoid them. It's the same phenomenon happening with all the pedophile rings and the child trafficking and stuff. They can mm-hmm. try to they can kill Epstein. They can you know put a hush uh you know um whatever be. Hush clauses on Ghislaine Maxwell and let her off and stuff like that and hide evidence. But, like, this is going to continue to resurface until the world knows about it. Oh, I think it's going to take down a lot of powerful people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I feel because, I mean, because you mentioned corporations as well. And corporations are part of that Capricorn structure. Yep. Um. There is a lot of pushback, like you said, on LGBT and also um, those dark facets of life. It's like it's almost like, you know, we're waking up to that element of that slumber that we've been in or let's just say the control that we've been put under where if you either fall in line or you don't. Like I was just at the grocery store and everyone knows Bud Light's been losing money left and right. Oh, yeah. All right. So I was at the store this weekend. And we just so happened to go down the beer aisle because that's where the fries were. And Bud Light was advertising their beer on sale for $15.99 at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing the huge, the biggest cases of Bud Light I've ever seen at this discount grocery store that it's called Winco. And it's like mm-hmm. on sale for 20 bucks. I've never seen that in my life. Me neither. They have the 24 packs of Bud Light at the store for $15.99 on sale with your with your savings card. But then they're also advertising a rebate on the <laughs> full cost of that beer if you purchase the beer. What? And I'm like, you're literally just giving people free beer. Like, how desperate are you to make money? Oh, yeah. And, oh, you know what's even worse. So, right. So Bud Light totally screwed themselves with their traditional market, right? And yes. then the only thing that they had that wasn't even a lot was like the trans community or the LGBT. But did you see what Dylan Mulvaney just recently did? I heard he did something, but I yeah. don't know what it was. I watched it because I don't know why I watched this stupid shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> he, went on, <laughs> he, he went on to social media, made a big thing about how he thinks that Bud Light is the worst thing in the world because... It's worse for them to endorse a trans person and then to not defend them because basically they're he's accusing them of just going silent and, and cutting all ties with them because of how much money was lost. And he says that they really cared about trans people and trans rights. They wouldn't have abandoned him like that. So he's basically telling the LGBT community to boycott Bud Light. They're not going to. They're too small. I'm sorry. No, I mean, no disrespect to people that are. I have family members that are. Um, I have friends that are. And I don't mean this in any disrespectful manner. But you are outnumbered. Well, and another thing I want to I want to mention, too. I think this is similar to Black Lives Matter. 
Just because there, you're black yes. doesn't mean that you're associated with Black Lives Matter. Just because you're gay doesn't mean you're part of the LGBT community. Like, like the movement. The movement. Because I think mm-hmm. the movement and the way that it's being, you know, uh, plastered everywhere and the way that corporate, uh, corporatism and stuff tries to put it up on this pedestal, I think that's totally different than gay people. And I know that for a fact because my gay friends think that it's stupid. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot, well, most of the people that I know in my life that are gay or lesbian or whatever, um, some of them, yes, are very loud and proud. Um, but a lot of them are very much, it's just let me live my life. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't get into all of that mess. The ones that I see that do are the ones that are crying for attention because they're not getting any attention. Yeah, and I used to even, like, back in the day, it's been, like, five years or so, but I used to go to the Seattle Goth Pride, which is part of the Pride Parade. So I have actually literally been on a float in the Pride Parade before in Seattle. I went, like, two or three times. And I'm going to tell you, including myself, there's a lot of people that are involved in the celebration that aren't even gay. Mm -hmm. And, And the loudest people there aren't even part of the freaking community. Like, they're not lesbian, they're not gay, they're not trans, nothing. They're just, like, they're they're just uh, cheerleaders. Groupies. It's, just, it's the same thing with, like, why are there so many white women in Black Lives Matter? They're nothing but groupies. I, yeah, again, but- I'm, again, I mean, no disrespect to anyone that's listening that, that does involve themselves in it and advocates for these, for, for individuals like this. It's not, you know, we're, we're not saying it to be rude or mean. It's just, that's the reality of it. We're talking about the hijacking of the movement. Pretty much. Yeah, because that's exactly what the government has been doing and what, what they do in general, because they they try to spotlight these different movements to create self-importance, to just make the, the division further with all the groups of people. It, they're just they're just uh, they're just encouraging tribalism to go haywire is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean. Like, I'll talk about the move, the Black Lives Matter movement, how stupid it is um, until I'm blue in the face, but it doesn't mean I don't like black people. But anyway, we're, get, we're getting all distracted. We're getting all sidetracked. Oh, you're that, fine. But, uh, I was looking at this Chiron Trine Black Moon Lilith on this July chart. Yes. Yep. Let me see. It's with the Midhaven, right? Yeah, the Midhaven to... Yep. Yep. So, Black Moon Lilith in Leo. I'll just read the description. Uh, it's uh, It says, Black Moon Lilith in Leo is a fiery sign uh, in your birth chart indicating that sometimes you believe that other people are taking advantage of your good nature. You believe that you give, give, and give, and get, and get little in return. In fact, you may not be always aware of how much others are doing for you. In fact, it is highly possible that you are... The one who is taking and taking and taking, acknowledging the, the support that you actually receive. So, actually, using the Dylan Mulvaney uh, video he recently made is a great example of this. Because, yeah, yeah, he's upset that Bud Light didn't come and back him up. But he also got paid, like, a shit ton of money to do that. And he's kind of taking all these endorsement deals. He's not taking these endorsement deals, you know, because, you know, it's a good cause. He's taking the money. Because he could just say, like, I don't want the money. I'm doing it for the trans community. He's doing this for money. Same thing with, oh, like, yeah. when, he, when he had that huge reveal with his surgery. 
he was charging substantial money for tickets for people to attend. So, like, you know, he's do- that's what that's the thing that floors me is that he went into these he went into these promotional deals with these companies to make money. And then yeah. he's mad because they, you know, their financial marketing team decided they're all like, this isn't a good strategy. We're just going to go without this. So it's it's him taking, taking, taking and thinking he gets little in return. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you know, anyway, that I thought that was just a great example of that. So and I do think that this this trying here, along with the a massive amount of water going on in the chart, because. You look around, not only do we have that stellum of Cancer, uh, but we also have Neptune, obviously, and then we've got Saturn, and, and then we've got the South Node in Scorpio as well now. And so there's just, like, a lot of emotions going on and people feeling justified to rant about this and rant about that. So, like, I do think that a lot of the headlines that I have been seeing or, like, what I've been seeing uh, trending in social media and on YouTube, I think it's just, like, emotionally charged squabbling of like people just how they how they feel about certain things and i'm just like oh my goodness oh my goodness it's just a hot it is a hot mess this month like really no it is i mean did you even see what um certain stores did no all right so Kohl's and target that i can name off the top of my head were two stores that were advertising gay pride merch Right. So they were selling, you know, anything and everything, even down to baby clothing. I heard about was that. Yeah. Pride based. The backlash got so bad that Target ended up pulling the items and sold it Kohl's off of their website and out of their stores because they were losing massive amounts of money because people weren't shopping there. Kohl's is already one of those businesses that is in cold water because. People aren't shopping at Kohl's like they used to even before this happened. And what was crazy was that one of the designers they partnered with went on a rant online saying that they needed to stop catering to people that were homophobic and start um, embracing other people. And I, know that, you're talk- I know who you're talking about. That that person's part of the Satanic Temple. Yes, the, yes, the that's exactly who it is. Satanic Temple, yep. Yes, and he's like, well, we'll pull our money and we'll take it elsewhere and you won't survive. I don't think that's going to happen because, again, you're highly outnumbered. Right. Like, the main – I know that, like, Target has since – I think, like, since, like, 2015 has been really, like, pushing the LGBT stuff. But the main Target, like, market, like, the customer for Target is, like, the soccer mom. It is. So I'm like, okay, good it luck. Is. It's yeah, no. <laughs> it's great. It's crazy. But um, another thing I was uh gonna mention that about um how Pluto Pluto's back in Capricorn. Now that we have Saturn and Pisces, which I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna trend um retrograde back into Aquarius or not. I don't I don't know if it will or not. I'll have to check. I don't think it is. But uh, when we have Saturn, Saturn. Is, a, is basically the same thing as like the Capricorn energy and with Pluto there. And with Neptune or Pisces, that's like the waves dissolving the dissolving like uh, borders, dissolving barriers, rules, regulations, structures, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that right there 
with Pluto coming back into the last couple degrees of Capricorn, and now that Saturn is in is in Pisces, the destruction will be permanent, and it'll it'll completely dissolve whatever whatever Pluto's destroying right now. And even if we look at um, the only other headlines I was seeing today that were noteworthy were floods, which is which is known uh, notorious for Saturn being in Pisces. I looked that up. It's typical that there's flooding flooding events that happen when Saturn is in Pisces. So I thought that was interesting. That is pretty interesting because there's flooding on the northeast um, side of the United States right now while you guys are scorching hot. Yes. Oh, you know, we actually got rain today, which is weird. We had a we had a forecast for it to be the hottest day yesterday and then today. And then all of a sudden, like this out of nowhere, none of the none of the weather forecasts that we were getting rain. The, it came at the hottest part of the day. Just this huge storm cloud came over, dumped a bunch of rain on us, dropped the temperature 20 degrees. And I was like, oh, thank God, my chickens are happy. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And now it's cool today too. It's so weird. Like that was not that was not forecast at all. I was like, okay, I'll take it. But yeah, what is the flooding happening? Is it is it from a hurricane over in the east, or is it just rain? I think it's just rain. Um, because we've been unusually very dry the last three weeks. Hmm. Usually at this time of year in the afternoons, we would have pop up severe thunderstorms with hail and very strong winds. Dang. It has been very dry. Um, we just finally got rain today for about a portion of the day. And it really looked like, um, you know, like fall does. You have the drizzle rain for a good chunk of the day and then it's gone. Right. That's literally what it was like. Um, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was Sunday. Yesterday it got super hot. And then out of nowhere, the temperature dropped and we're like, oh, it's going to rain. So it it big burst of rain and then it was gone again. Sun was out. I mean, it has been we've had heat indexes in South Carolina in the triple digits. Oh, oh, gross. Mm-mm. Yes, really gross. I mean, it's from where I'm seeing the rain right now is northern North Carolina and north. So wow. all the way up into the northeast. Wow. Yeah, we've been getting it's been pretty dry up here so far. To the point where Idaho and parts of Washington are projecting a a um, loss in in potatoes and corn. I've Dang. never I've never heard of Idaho not having enough potatoes, and I see it at the grocery store too. Like I'm like, oh my god, I haven't seen potatoes that expensive since I was in Massachusetts. How much y'all paying for potatoes? Well, usually it's like two dollars for ten pounds of potatoes. That's but, not bad. But now it's like four, five dollars for five pounds of potatoes. I just paid two ninety nine for a five pound bag of potatoes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, since I live really close to Idaho, like, mm-hmm. we're basically like, you know, shitting potatoes. So I mean. Yeah. But it's I'm just potato like. Capital. How the hell are we almost out of potatoes? Oh my god. And the corn. I'm like, oh my god. I just figured out how to make the best elote, and now we don't have any corn. Oh my gosh. You grow, you need to just, I'll tell you this. I've grown corn for the first, I, I, this is my second year growing corn. Last year was horrible. It died. Aww. This year, let me tell you, I got massive corn in my backyard. And the only thing I'm concerned with is that they're a little smaller than what I want, yeah. but everything's trial and error. But definitely my suggestion, 
is get you some corn seeds. Start learning how to do corn. It's not hard. Okay. I'm going to have to. I'm going to try. Potatoes are also very easy to do. I got potato bags. I just need to like, start doing it. <laughs> like, I have all these, all these, like, stands and, like, vertical garden things out back. And, like, half of them are empty because I'm just, like, I'm tired. And, and uh, anyway, I haven't gotten around to it. But I need to work harder on that. But, anyway, so um, I was going to... I wanted to mention, too, because we kind of focus on events and don't focus necessarily on long-term transit events. We will be having a lot of planets retrograde for the rest of the summer. Uh, right now, we have Pluto retrograde, Saturn, Neptune went stationary on the 1st of July, so that's retrograde as well. Then, in I think it's in August, we're going to be having Jupiter go retrograde, and then we're also going to be having, uh, let's see. It's is it Venus? Is it Venus? Yeah, Venus is going retrograde in 12 days. Yes. So on July, okay, so that one's happening this month on July. We're 22nd. in shadow right now. Yep. And then Mars is good for another 500 days. Retrograde for Jupiter and Taurus is September 4th. And yeah, then we also have. We have Saturn retrograde until the 4th of November, and it'll it'll be at zero degrees of Pisces, so you were right. You're right. Um, then we also have Ur- Uranus going retrograde in 49 days. That's August 28th, and then Neptune will be retrograde until December 6th, 2023. Remember when Net- Neptune's retrograde? That's when secrets and uh, conspiracies and that sort of stuff comes out. So perfect timing for this would be the release of these movies about child trafficking then um we have pluto retrograde until october 10th so that that's what's going on there and then just for other housekeeping we have um a solar annual eclipse happening 95 days from now october 14th i'll go into that when when that month comes but i thought i would just Make sure that we're covering that. So we're going to be having a lot of retrograde planets going on. That means that a lot of reviewing of of events that have been ongoing. Uh, Again, with us going into Biden's, you know, fourth, almost fourth year now of being president. I think we're just going to see continuous waves of his his catastrophically poor or calculated decisions, depending on who you ask. Uh, with destroying the entire country as we know it. Um, when we look at the charts I sent you, Yomi, for the USA, I sent you, let's see, uh, a bi- uh, two, the two, two charts, the dual wheels. One of them is the solar return chart for the United States this year, and then the other one is the solar return chart for last year. And that, for some reason, is blurry on my... Yeah, it's, it's blurry on Skype, but I, I went to Messenger, and I, I'm able to see it clearly there. Okay, yeah. So um, when we look, the first one's this year. The, the second one to the top right is last year. I was looking at Pluto and Sat- well, Saturn restricts things or causes loss. So you see that we have a restriction and loss in the ninth house of foreign affairs, so I think that has a lot to do with the dollar collapsing or the dollar no longer being worth anything to where the entire world is just like saying, fuck the dollar. Um, and then you also see that we have Pluto in the eighth house of collective money. So 
that's actually in the exact opposite house of the natal Pluto for the United States, which causes um, when Pluto when Pluto is on the axis of the eighth or the two, second house, um, that indicates that there's financial instability throughout the duration of the natal chart's life. So the natal chart being the entire country, regardless of how long it goes on, and so we are seeing that low that problem with the uh, money influx, that sort of thing. We see some of the aspects to Pluto in that chart. Um, Moon in Virgo, it has an aspect. Also, Pallas and Gemini. Um, then we've got um, an aspect to Mars in the 11th house. So, with the aspecting planets in the 11th house of corporations, this is kind of like caused by corporations more so, or government bodies in general. Then uh, we see. Like the even though Palace is supposed to be about vigilante justice, with those planets there, including uh, Uranus being a part of it in the twelfth house of conspiracies, there again, as I've already told people before, the first Great Depression was was orchestrated. This one was intentionally orchestrated as well. That's why they didn't want Trump to be president from the get go, and that's why. Trump was able to turn everything around, economically speaking, even before the projected depression. Because remember, uh, Uranus and Taurus is a signature that's typical for the Great Depression. And there were astrologers, not just myself, other astrologers that were projecting that when Uranus went to Taurus in 2018, that we were going to go into another Great Depression. But surprisingly, for some crazy reason, when Trump was president... He stopped that from happening. But the second that Trump is no longer president, we get a traditional person back in office who would be a typical candidate prior to Trump. Then the then the depression out of freaking nowhere just like manifested as if it was going to, as of Obama said it was going to happen. Hillary said it's going to happen. That means that this is all planned. Like, I mean, I already, I already saw that in the charts that it was planned, but mm-hmm. like it's just plain as day for people to see if you're just really paying attention, that this is an orchestrated thing. It's just ridiculous. So I mean, you must be, I mean, anyone that doesn't see it really has their head in the sand. Right. Really indoctrinated. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of this year, we can look at this year's solar return chart for the United States. Uh, I just kind of put up the one from last year so we can kind of reflect a little bit. Um, We have mutables, we had mutable last year on the angles for the solar return chart, meaning that last year was unstable and unpredictable. So we're seeing the similar themes again this year, unstable, unpredictable. Um, then we also see that there's going to be a, a restriction or loss in the house of others. So there's going to be substantial losses for people in general. That would be, you know, uh, the citizens of the United States. Um, another thing too, with, the migrant flooding the border. The Saturn and Pisces signature is notorious for invasions or, you know, migration, that kind of thing, illegal or whatever. And so them flooding into the border too, I I feel like with it being retrograde right there, that we're going to, we're going to have to 
there's going to be some sort of addressing it in some way, shape, or form. And I did look up and saw that, did you know that Title 42 is expiring, I guess? It, it either just expired or it's expiring, like, within the next week or so? Yes. And that, that's the the uh, clause that made it so, it was COVID regulations to send back any migrants that are waiting at the border for asylum. So mm-hmm. that, and I thought that that was a good thing. But did you know that? If they immediately sent them back, they didn't document them. So those same people could come back again and pretend like they're completely different people and try again. And nothing could stop them. But if they enact Title VIII, which is what they're going to go back to, the National Guard was just deployed to the border. And basically they do document and fingerprint everybody and then they send them back. And if they come back again, then they're, I don't know what the repercussions are for that, but they definitely get denied and sent back again. So they only get, instead of them getting potentially multiple chances to try to seek asylum, they only get one, and if they, they're told no, then they don't. And I find it interesting that Biden is now all of a sudden caring about this, and he's, he's sending down more National Guard troops, and, they're try, and even his uh, National Security Secretary or whatever is uh, trying to say that, you know, the, our border's not open, you're not welcome. I think they're just trying to kiss ass before the election. Oh, I think I think they are, too, to be honest with you. I mean, I'll tell you why, because I get a lot of mail and I send you a picture of the mail. OK, OK. Now, I get mailers and I've been getting a ton and and about this um election that's coming up next year. Now, I do get a lot of stuff about DeSantis, um, which I've gotten at least 10 mailers from DeSantis already that I've thrown in the trash. I like DeSantis, but like we've agreed, it's not his time to run. Yep. Now, I have been getting stuff from AFP Action. And this is what's really interesting and what really indicates to me Democrats are scared shitless. I'm going to read what the headlines on each one of these say. So the first one I sent this to you, it says, but, but not if these are our choices. And it says America needs new leadership. And it says Joe Biden will defeat Donald Trump if he is the GOP nominee. I had to laugh when I read that one. (laughs) The next one that I got this week, it says, why are the Democrats celebrating? And then it says, if Trump is the nominee, the Democrats win it all. Whatever. It states 62% of registered voters have an unfavorable impression of Trump. I find that very hard to believe because Lancaster County, the county I live in, is a predominantly black county. Hillary Clinton had less than 20% of the vote when she ran against Trump. Mm -hmm. 72% unfavorable with independent women. Um, I'm an independent woman. I love Trump. 60% of Americans don't want Trump as president again. Um, Why are we seeing videos all over YouTube and all over social media of people saying we had it better under Trump? And that's not what, and some of the polls that I, that I have followed and seen, they like Trump is the majority, like the, the uh, desirable candidate, like in all of them. And that's why he's blowing DeSantis out of the water. They're just trying to put all this bad press in to like stop him from being the nominee because if I personally think that if DeSantis is the nominee, that DeSantis isn't going to win. 
I don't think he would because uh, actually someone said this. I don't know who said it, but I, you know, maybe it was my husband or I probably heard it somewhere online. But someone said that DeSantis is the equivalent of Mitt Romney running against Obama. Oh, remember yeah. that mess? Yeah. And yeah. I don't mean that he'd make a gaffe and mess up. It's just, let's just say, for example, which a lot of people are starting to say this too, they don't want Biden running. He's too much of a liability at this point. No right. one wants Kamala to be president. Oh, no. You, no. you only have one individual that can run for office right now that would be able to win if they did run. The only problem is they can't run no more. So all yeah. that they can do is campaign for the nominee in hopes that they'll win, and that's Barack Obama. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like, he didn't even do anything good. He gave us Obamacare, which was the biggest screw-up of the healthcare industry, and I've been working in healthcare for over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I want I wanted to um talk about two um Saturn and Pisces because I feel like we didn't we didn't did we wait did we do that did we talk about that before because now I'm having this feeling we had we did a podcast on this we did a podcast on it okay then I'm dumb <laughs> so. oh you're fine the moon the moon is void it's been a chaotic month Neptune is on the ascendant angle. People, we apologize. <laughs> I'm an airhead, okay? I, really, seriously. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, but hold on, let me. Now that we're talking about moon and void moon. Mark Menthony tried to say he's all, he's all like, why don't you tell people about how to survive a void moon? I don't. I don't. I told him I'll take a nap till it's over. Because moon well, is short. I mean, they are. I mean, I I can only go based on what this is there's an astrologer she's liberal but what she'll do is is she'll put posts up at it's like they're timed posts and they tell you about where the moon is um where another planet would be so for example when she talks about the moon going void um she put this up an hour ago at 7:10. moon in aries goes void square mercury in cancer kick back and relax the moon's not working and you shouldn't be either Creatively dream, float, sleep, and meditate. Yes, that's, yes. That's exactly I mean, what I said. That's exactly, I mean, to, when someone asked me what to do during a void moon, I'm like, cruise, just chill. That's all you can do. Yes, so I looked up, I looked up online and I shared the link on my Facebook about what's the meaning behind a void moon. And I, that, it totally like tripped me out because I've seen people say void moon course and I'm all like, why do they say of course? And then I realized that the that the moon goes void in its in through its course, its transit. I thought it was like people being coy, like void moon, of course. And I'm all like, why do you say it like that? Now I know that that's actually the terminology. But anyway, so it says that you know we make a lot of noise and a lot of energy during full moons and eclipses, but um, for void moons um, is extremely common effects would be you just feel off things felt off normally an hour or so later the chance for the void moon uh would be the blame so basically feeling uh just feeling your energy feels off 
and depending on what it's expecting would give you the idea of what feels off. So the fact that it was squaring Mercury and then it went void means that we can't think. At least I can't. Because uh, like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm just trying to skim through this. I want to read the whole thing. but um, No, you're fine. Yeah, so. I mean, I, f- I feel bad for people who have a Cancer Ascendant and are, and are ruled by the moon because it's like they feel this all the time oh, oh, I when know. it hits. Oh, yeah, you know, it's even worse, too. So, my husband's a cancer, cancer, right? And he's got an Aries moon. So, I'm sure, that, yeah, so, I'm sure he's, uh, he's feeling great today. Or out of it, you know. Well, I'm a cancer rising, so it explains why this afternoon, up until, like, 5.30, I was struggling to just focus on my calls today. I'm like, I'm just ready for 6.30. Can 6.30 get here? And yeah, at 5.30, someone calls in. I need to enroll my mother. I'm like... All right, let's get this done. <laughs> in the in the peak of the void moon today, I took one of those like five hour energy shot things. I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna figure out what we're gonna do the podcast about. I took one of those. I went and laid down, and I was fighting to stay awake. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah, the moon took your ass down. <laughs> it's some crazy ass shit, man. Okay, so let's go over the transits for the month, uh, real quick, and then. I sent. I, I was trying to figure out like what we should talk about, and I I thought about. It. I'm like, well, oh hello, the United States just had its solar return on the fourth. So after I go over some of the transits real quick, um, I'm just gonna randomly pick some. I thought it was fun, so I, I basically did a solar return dynamic transit um, report for the United States for 2023, and I started like clicking on some of them, and they were so funny, so funny to read, cause like. Basically, you get to see the internal implosion of, like, the deep state, like, as a birth chart. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, and, and what's really funny is the anxiety and the escalation and the discomfort for, you know, the USA's chart gets worse as you go into 2024. I thought that was hilarious. But anyway. Wow. Um, the, the suspense. But I'm saying, okay, so let's, uh, let's just start with the 10th because we are no point in going over the first couple of oh hold on what happened on july 4th okay we had mars trine eris on july 4th Chiron trine black moon lilith venus square uranus intense social excitement unconventional behavior rebellion unstable feelings yeah i saw that all over i don't watch tiktok but i see people make fun of tiktok on youtube so it's basically the same thing <laughs> like and then um, the moon went void, of course, conjunct Pluto on on uh, July 4th. Then uh, the moon entered Aquarius on July 4th, feeling secure with intellect rather than emotions, being erratic too. Um, sun semi-square Mars, the urge for power and survival, the desire to fight, competitive reactions, self-motivated reactions, intense output and energy, stressful, stressful activity, impulsiveness, headstrong, Sounds appropriate for the 4th of July. Um, Mars quincunx Neptune, so people doing stupid shit and being delusional. Then we'll jump to July 10th. July 10th, we have Mercury opposition Pluto. That's today. Troubled mind, passive-aggressive arguments, persuasive speech, craftiness, strategy, or paranoia. And then we have Mercury trine Neptune. The use of imagination, acute intuitive thinking, appreciation of subtleties, or vision. I'm sure that didn't help with our focus today. 
Mercury no. trining Neptune with the void. Oh my goodness. Uh, no. Mars. Because I told you I'm gonna sit down and do this, and I could not focus for anything. Oh, I know. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm like, we have to do this. We have to do this once a month. Yeah. It's already the tenth. We already put it off yesterday. It has yep. to happen today. Yeah. Yep. I'm oh like, we'll God. just get on here. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, so Mars trying the North Node. Active participation. This is today. Cooperative efforts. Joining with others for constructive purposes. Woohoo! Group energy and activity. Associations for purpose of recreation or construction. Cooperative efforts under stressful conditions. We did it, yummy. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Uh, then we have Mercury square the North Node. Necessity to make contra- contacts. Inconvenient communications. <laughs> the need to oh share interests. <laughs> uh, Mercury opposition Pluto. Mental intensity. Troubled mind. Craftiness. Again. Then uh, uh, we have the moon goes void, of course. Square Mercury. Uh, so, yeah. And then we have the moon entering Taurus at the end of today. Uh, your mind, ha- you have an emotional need for stability and steady routines. You fear change. You may eat when you're under stress, and you may have seen your mother as a traditional or reliable person. Okay, whatever. Um, tr- then we have Mars quincunx Pluto. Then we go into July 11th. We have Mercury square the North Node. Uh, the need to make contacts and inconvenient communication. So similar themes tomorrow. Mercury opposition Pluto. More of the craftiness and paranoia. Then we have Sun Square Curon, as well as Venus Trine Eris. So fighting going on tomorrow, apparently. Uh, Mercury Square North Node, uh, necessity for inconvenient communication again. So there, there's a forceful conversations going on this month, and people like going at it. So there's that. Um, Mars Trine the North Node for the 12th. Active participation, cooperative efforts. Same thing we just had today. Um, Sun Square Curon as well, and then wrapping up this, the 12th, we have Venus Quincunx Neptune. Then July 13th, we have the moon. I, I'm adding the moon transits into this now, guys, just so we know, because I've learned my lesson with this void moon that I should pay attention to these. Did you know that the so the moon goes void every time it changes a sign? Did you know yes. that? Oh my yes. god. Okay. Because I was like, how many damn times does this void does this happen? So the moon goes void. After a trine with Pluto on the 13th. Okay. And then moon enters Gemini. Um, you have a need for mental stimulation. You're a chatterbox. Then we have sun sesa square Saturn. Difficulties in maintaining control over one's life. Problems, obstacles, limitations, inhibitions, and delays. This, this aspect is in the USA's 2023 solar return chart over and over and over again. Difficulties in maintaining control over one's life. That's so funny. It's because it's that. It, and the first thing I thought of is Trump. Like basically they, everybody knows, including the deep state knows that it, unless they somehow kill Trump, Trump will be president. There's no way they're, they're trying everything they can to stop this, but like they even know they got to know. Um, but to see, here's, here's the other thing, though, thing, thing, though, too. They know that if something happens to that man, the uprising of the people is nothing that they've never wit- that they haven't witnessed before. 
Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they've witnessed it back in 1776, but they're about to see something even worse than that rear its ugly head if you do something to that man. Because there's a lot of people, a lot of militia out there, especially, you know, underground militia that protect this man and will do anything for that man. I do, I do think that, but at the same time, I think they don't care. Like, I, I think the only reason why he's actually staying alive is because he's got really good security. He carries yeah. his own weapons. And, like, I think he knows that, like, you know, people want to kill him. So he's, like, and we all know he's got to have an astrologer. And even if he doesn't, he has he's, to. he's got that Uranus-Sun conjunction. He kind of, he's got that spidey sense. So. Yeah, he already knows. He's always one step ahead of the game. Right, so, like, you, he could just go, yeah, I'm not going to go to this event today. That's why he's really um, all over the place with where he goes and his schedule and stuff, too. Like, he doesn't, like, announce, like, a tour that's set in stone kind of thing. Because that would just give people too much ammunition, literally and figuratively, to come after him. You know what I mean? No, that so. is true, because he came here to South Carolina before the 4th. And usually, like, I'll get an email that says, hey, he's coming near your area, you know, this day, this time. Yeah, I haven't I never got anything. The only reason I knew he was in the state was because my Alexa told me that Trump had just had a rally in Pickens. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, gone. Yep. Yep. July 13th, we have sun sextile Uranus, a keen interest in ideas which are progressive or innovative, scientific mind, inventive, a questioning mind, mental excitement, taking action which chart changes things and brings improvement. Then we have Mercury quincunx Saturn and the 14th, we have sun Sessa square Saturn difficulties in maintaining control over one's life. So I'm starting to see a pattern here. Um, anybody was, so these, this aspect specifically is the, is a, is a cancer sun with Saturn. So, FYI to anybody who's a Cancer Sun or Cancer Dominant, uh, they will be having the same Cessna Square with with uh, Saturn um, for the for the duration. I'm assuming of depends on what Deacon, I guess, the, or degree they have have their their Cancer in. But if you're an early first Deacon of Cancer in in like a Stellum or your Sun or your Rising, like you are, are you are you later, early, or middle? I am a third deacon rising. Okay, so you, so you ain't gonna feel it for a while. But so when when Saturn gets further into the Pisces transit, um, you'll be feeling some of this at this this same aspect. Difficulties <laughs> maintaining control over one's life. Good luck, Yomi. I know. Pray, <laughs> pray. I'll pray. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> right. <laughs> July 14th, we have Chiron um, trying the Black Moon. Then we have Mercury Quincunx Saturn. And then we've got Sun Sextile Uranus. Then we've got Mercury Quincunx Saturn again. Why? Why is it doubling up? Sorry if I'm reading double. I don't know if my computer just did it weird or whatever. But July 15th, we have Sun Sessa Square Saturn. Again, it's that difficulty. It's controlling. Wow. Um, then... Uh, the moon goes void after squaring Neptune on the 15th. Then we've got Jupiter semi-square Neptune. During this period, you are vulnerable to feelings of confusion 
or a lack of direction. You seem to be treading water no matter how hard you try to put your plans into action. You may find yourself daydreaming of better times. Daydreaming is okay. It's just not the best time for making life-changing decisions or entering into agreements which may demand clear judgment. Later on, when the clouds have lifted, you will be grateful for the delays. So this is going on July 15th, July 22nd, and July 29th. Just a heads up, guys. Don't make any serious decisions on those days. Um, Utilize those moon void periods, y'all. Yep, yep. And then we got moon going into cancer. You're nurturing under stress. You may want to retire to the comfort of your own home. Uh, your home body, basically. July 15th, it says don't make any serious decisions and stay home. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Venus, Queen Kunks, Neptune. And then we have Sun Sextile Uranus. Then the 16th, we've got Mercury square Jupiter, um, mentally pushing the limits, overconfident judgments, being very opinionated. Then we have Mars Sessa square Curon and Sun square Eris. And then on the 17th, we have Mercury Sessa square Neptune, um, confusion, misperception, mis, uh, deceitfulness. Um, right brain intuitive, overstimulated imagination. So it, just for just for sake of being safe, guys, like July 15th to like the 20th, don't make any serious long-term like decisions, life decisions. Um, Mercury square Jupiter on the 17th, mentally pushing limits again. Then we've got Mercury Sessa square. Well, okay. I don't know why it's doing that double thing. Sorry. Um, Sun Square, Eris, then the 18th, we've got Moon going into Leo, people being dramatic, Uranus squaring Black Moon Lilith, Venus Quincunx Pluto, Mercury Sessa Square Neptune again, Delusional some more, <laughs> Mars Sessa Square Chiron, and then Sun Square Eris again, then July 19th, we have Mars Opposition Saturn, Efforts to control uncomfortable restraint, the blocking or denial of aggressive instincts, frustration, anger, sickness, injury, activities which meet with resistance, test of self-control, a necessity to solve problems. Then we have Sun Trine Neptune, physical sensitivity, receptivity to impressions, focusing on the intangible, being intuitive, the finished masterpiece, art, appreciation, drama. What is this word salad? Drama, decoration, museum, library, school, hospital, zoo, professional. I think my my software's lost its mind. I don't know hey, why. Neptune's on the ascendant. We'll just blame it on that. I think so, dude. Because even the <laughs> even the the chart software is weird. Okay, July twentieth, we've got Mars Sessa Square Chiron and Sun Trine Neptune. More drama and delusion. Moon goes void after being conjunct Venus. Then we've got Moon entering Virgo, people being neurotic and organized. Mars opposition Saturn, again, fighting for control. Sun opposition Pluto, strong biological urges, issues of power, which may be uncomfortable. Competition, unconscious behavior, which reveals underlying motivations. Body language, tension, jealousy, the necessity to share and trust. The 21st, we have... Venus trying the North Node, appreciation for others, willingness to join and unite with other people. Then we have Sun square the North Node, 
the necessity to cooperate with others, obligatory teamwork, forced adjustments to situations, schedule pressure, dealing with family or groups uh, which are closely bonded, questions of leadership and authority, uncomfortable feelings. Then we have Sun trine Neptune. Then we've got Mercury trine Chiron. Venus quincunx Neptune. Eris goes stationary on the 21st. Then we've got Sun opposition Pluto. More of that, you know, issues of power. The 22nd, we have Mercury trine Chiron. Then we have Mars opposition Saturn, losing control again. Jupiter semi-square Neptune. During this period, you're vulnerable to feelings of confusion or a lack of direction. I've already, I've already read that one. Uh, Sun square um, North node. Co uh, the need to cooperate with other people again. Mercury conjunct Black Moon Lilith. Mercury trine Chiron. There's a lot of Mercury trine and Chiron this month. Um, transiting Venus goes stationary on the 22nd, as we mentioned earlier. The 23rd, we have the Moon going void after it trines Pluto. Then we have Sun opposition Pluto again, more the uncomfortable power struggle. Moon entering Libra. Uh, people being balanced and wanting harmony. The 23rd, again, we still have Mercury square Uranus. This is emphasizes on a mental tension, fixation on one point of view, rigid mind, radical views, interrupted communications. Uh, then we have Sun square North Node, try to cooperate with people again. Uh, then we have Curon going stationary. Oh, Curon's going retrograde too. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, there we go. Okay, so Mercury conjunct Black Moon Lilith, and then Mercury square Uranus again. Another, another, you know, uh, me mental tension day. July twenty fourth, we have Mercury conjunct Black Moon Lilith again. Then we have Mercury square Uranus, mental fixation, Venus quincunx Neptune, and then we have Mercury trine Eris. Then the 25th, we have Mars Sessa Square Eris. So lots of fight and conflict. That's another thing I want to mention. There's been a lot of riots going on in France and Sweden and in general. And I think that's going to be a continuation throughout the month. And that's kind of the emphasis with this Mars and Eris hard aspects. Uh, the moon goes void after squaring Pluto on the 25th. Mercury trine Eris. And then finishing up the 25th, the moon enters Scorpio with emotional intensity, need for drama. Under stress, you create drama or intensity in your life. Uh, you may be born at a time of when you're experiencing a crisis or your family's experiencing a crisis in some way. The 26th, we have Mercury trine Eris. Then we have Mercury quincunx Neptune. Mercury conjunct Venus. Uh, flowing social conversation, spirit of compromise and agreement, harmonious interaction, clarity, and appreciation of beauty. Uh, just an FYI with these aspects with Mercury uh, or uh, where is it? Mercury to Eris. I think that that's when we'll be hearing more about like Ukraine conflict or, you know, talks about fighting or stuff like that in the news. So I, I, I kind of I'm so over the Ukraine thing just with how much they're feeding us bullshit that I don't even keep up with it anymore, to be honest. Because I know nothing they're telling us is right anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Let's, let's see. The 27th, we have Mars Sessa Square Eris, so more fighting. Venus trying the North Node. Uh, willingness to join others and reunite. 
Mercury quincunx Pluto. Mercury conjunct Venus. Mercury trine the North Node. Mercury quincunx Neptune. The moon goes void after sextile to Pluto. And then we have Saturn semi-square Chiron. Your potential appears frustrated and unrealized at the moment, either through your own lack of direction or simple, simply because the time is not right to move forward. You will eventually find an outlet through which, which to express your talents. However, if you push too hard now, you will simply upset yourself. It is also possible that physical illness, either your own or someone else's, is prompting you to take life more slowly. Then we have Moon entering Sagittarius, need for adventure, independence, expansion, travel. Uh, then let me scroll down. We go into the 28th of July. We have Mercury quincunx Pluto, Mercury conjunct Venus, Sun quincunx Saturn, Mercury trine North Node, and Venus quincunx Pluto, Mars sesquisquare Square Eris, more fighting. Mercury quincunx Pluto, and then finishing off the 28th with Mercury trying the North Node, the urge to contact or communicate with other people, the sharing of like ideas and interests, travel or mobility with others. Then the 29th of July, we have Sun quincunx Saturn, Jupiter semi-square Neptune. It's an emphasis on the lack of direction confusion again. Uh, the moon goes void after trining to Venus. Then the moon enters Capricorn, uh, feeling secure when your life is structured, you're hardworking, emotionally distant. July 30th, we have Sun Quincunx Saturn. Then Uranus Square Black Moon Lilith. Venus Quincunx Neptune. Mars Trine Jupiter. Confident in energy, confidence and energy, positive and successful attitudes create winning situations. Healthy competitive urges, a spirit of enterprise, athletic or re recreational inclinations, concern for proper action, moral or ethical issues, or a crusade. July 31st, we have Mars Sessa Square Pluto. Powerful drives, the urge for dominance and territory, obsessions, extreme effort, the desire to mate. It's <laughs> weird way it's written. Efforts of, at a personal transformation, medical procedures, strategic thinking, or plans for control. So... Plans for control makes me think of with it also being associated with Pluto, um, with it being in the last couple degrees of Capricorn, just be be aware that there's probably going to be some sort of, I don't know, uh, thing, uh, announcement by the gov uh, by Biden, the government, the White House or something like that going on around the end of July. Uh, Mars says square the North Node. Um Participation in active, exciting, or possibly boisterous events. Efforts to cooperate, which may be stressful. Group energies, associations that deal with conflict or experiencing conflict. Stressful, constructive, or recreational activities. Then we have Mercury Sessa Square Chiron. And finally, we have the moon going void after it's conjunct with Pluto on the 31st. That's, yeah, and then the moon enters Aquarius on the last day. So... Sorry, I feel like that was longer than it's supposed to be. It's because I added the moon, I think, to all that. And my and my software just, like, duplicated stuff for some reason. Sorry, guys. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk about some of the uh, 
Do you ha- do you have anything that came to mind, Yomi, before I, I ramble on more about the USA's uh, transits? No, you ramble on, and if anything comes, I'll let you know. Okay, cool. All right. So, I'm just going to pick random. So, I decided to make the solar return chart for the United States for 2023, and I did all the transits from this 4th of July to the next. I'm not going to kill everybody and bore everyone by reading 41 pages of transits, but I'm just going to skim through and see if there's some funny ones that come to mind to me. Um, Let's see. Yeah, the difficulties in maintaining control over one's life, problems, obstacles, limitations, or delays. That happened on July 6th. (laughs) Um, And let's see. Mental tension, fixation on one point of view, radical views. That happens on that happened on July 7th, and it's also going to be happening on July 28th, 2024. When is the um? I forget when is the uh the GOP convention? It's in it's check. in June, isn't it? And while you look that Usually up, I'll, I'll it keep is. going. Okay. Okay. Let's see. It is July 15th through the 18th, 2024, and it will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. I wonder what's... I'm going to see... Oh, here's a bunch of July 14th ones. Let's see. Overstimulated imagination, subtle perceptions, confusion, misconception, or deceit. This is all going on on July 14th for the United States chart. Uh, Physical sensitivity... Focus on the intangible. <laughs> um, it's that word salad again. School, hospital, zoo, professional service. <laughs> <laughs> like, just losing their minds. Like, asking Biden, like, how do you think the GOP convention's going? Uh, ooh, uh, uh, ooh, uh, I don't know. Um, also, the urge to contact or communicate with others and sharing ideas and interests. Uh, let's see, July 15th. Intensity of mind, experimental attitude, expressions of radical or unusual viewpoints, inventiveness. Interesting. Uh, July 16th, we have exposure to or confrontation with ideas and information which challenge the status quo, surprises and reversals, misapplication of technical data. Interesting. I wonder if that's the day that they announce who the nominee is. July 16th. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, regardless, I mean, the energy will be around for the next few days, correct? That same energy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a deal made before the announcement is made that Mm. we don't, we don't know about. I don't know, man. Uh, We'll have to find out. Okay. Yeah. Uranus. Uranus trying Neptune. This happens May 2024. This can be a wonderful creative time. Opportunities to take on creative spiritual activities may come your way. You will enjoy stretching your wings. This transit can offer times when you feel in tune with yourself and the world. You may also get the opportunity to spend more time with nature, absorb beauty in your surroundings, and recharge your batteries. This also happens on July 19th of this year and also October 8th of 2023. Um, let's see. Any other cool ones? Let's see. Let me just let me just skim through and pick random. I okay. So I keep seeing mental tension, fixation, point of view, radical views, challenged, control over one's life, rationality, steady accomplishment. So as I was saying about anybody who's in the early Cancer Deacon, that is the United States. 
Okay. So the, the, all this stress that I'm, I'm uh, emphasizing that cancer, uh, early cancer deacons are going to experience, this is going to be the deep state in the United States chart for the entire year. The, Saturn is basically coming in to, like, kick its ass. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm so happy. I didn't know how I felt too much about Saturn being in Pisces. Like, when I was looking at just, you know, the dignities of it and everything and my feelings about Pisces, I, I wasn't sure. But when I looked at this, my book, which I was going to talk about earlier, where'd it go? Let's see. I think you, you'll like this, Yomi. So Saturn in Pisces, it says most challenging for Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, or Sagittarius. It could be potentially earning rewards or be rewarding for Cancer and Scorpios and advancement opportunities for Taurus and Capricorns. So Ooh, you're, awesome. you're, a, you're a, yeah, you're a Taurus with the Cancer rising. And yep. do you have a Scorpio Mars? Yes, I do. So uh, potential reward, rewarding events if you've been good, Yomi. If you have you been good. Girl, I always aim to be good. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, I can't help it that I get in trouble at times, you know, but, you know, I I do aim to be good at all times. So you got advanced opportunities, and if you're good, Saturn won't be bad to you. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. um, Let's let's see what else. Um, Again, I just keep... I keep scrolling through, and the one I see over and over again, difficulties in maintaining control over one's life, problems, obstacles, limitations, inhibitions, or delays, difficult judgments and decisions made. And then it says, uh, feelings of insecurity which stimulate ambition and the desire to prove one's self-worth. Oof. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, participants. Okay, no. The willingness to take action based on faith or the power of belief, ideological success, intellectual search of origins, and the desire for adventure or risk, display of powerful emotions. This is in August of 2023. Um, so even though some of these can apply to like the government, the deep state, the White House, some of these are reflecting the the attitude of the people as well. So when I see... Like that transit where it said a willingness to take action based on faith, the power of belief, ideological success. I think that that right there, especially I wonder what's going to be going on in August because the exact date is August 15th, 2023. We'll have to come back to that and see what happens then because I'm wondering. This is my first time reading like the the United States or, or a country's transits in a solar return chart and trying to apply them. So I don't know exactly how these, how these translate across the board, if they're just primarily to the government bodies themselves, or if it affects, if it's uh, insinuating us as well. So we'll find out experimental stuff. Uh, Issues of power, which may be uncomfortable, unconscious behavior, which under, uh, which reveals underlying motivations. That is September 5th, 2023. So you know, I, you know, what's gonna be funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get bored one of these days. Maybe when the moon's in Virgo and I'm feeling really like meticulous, I'm gonna go through and and I'm gonna narrow down the ones that like say that they're being uh, deceptive or body language or you know unconscious behavior that reveals motivations. 
and I'm going to save those dates and I'm going to like post it on my Facebook and I am going to see if it matches up with like the secretary, like the press secretary announcements or one of the cabinet speeches or Biden's bullshit. Like we should find out what day Biden rambled off that I sold a bunch of secrets to the Indian uh, ambassador. Oh my gosh. Hold up. I sent it to you, didn't I? I think so. Let me I see. Just don't, I just don't remember what day it was. I can't remember either because I know I saw it and the minute I saw it, I sent it to you. That was so crazy. If nobody knows what we're talking about, Biden actually was at like some sort of tech set, tech uh, like um, meeting with tech executives in India. I'm assuming because they, we have so much, you know, of our tech um support and you know part of that that part of the market over in india and he Mm. just rambled off about how he sold a bunch of state secrets for money yes unprovoked unprovoked i'm like i had to look that i had to look that up a couple times i'm like this cannot be real somebody totally shocked this this is not real well did you did you hear how the press how the press corps spin spun it when they were being questioned oh he was just joking I'm like, please, you wouldn't say something like that if you were joking. And it wasn't just that, but there were the Supreme Court has also handed him some losses. Um, One of them was that the Supreme Court struck down Biden's plan to erase 20,000 in student debt for more than 40 million Americans, saying it was unconstitutional. Um, The other one, which I didn't see it get much attention, but me and my husband did talk about it. They struck down affirmative action in colleges, told um, colleges that they can no longer, based on missions, based on race, that they are to do admissions based on the, oh, what's the word? I totally went blank now. Based on the accomplishments of the individual, not their skin color. That if you want to create diversity, that is how you create diversity in schools. And North Carolina was one of the major states that was leading the charge in um, record number black enrollment into college. Yep. <laughs> there was some other things too that got struck too, and I was like, "What? This guy's getting just nailed." Oh yeah. Things- you, I heard, I heard his comment about that too. Somebody brought that up, and they said, uh, one of the one of the people that was questioning him or something in one of his one of his conferences said do you think that this is a rogue court and he says yes this court is out of control really like, this court what? is Ill- illegitimate yeah he said that he said this but court yeah is illegitimate okay um but his his pick for for um what's her name the latest that, one that went in yeah jackson something jackson yes she didn't even participate in the hearings for affirmative action in college so you wow. want to talk about your court being rogue? Tell your justices to show up to court. No shit. No shit. Unless she doesn't actually believe in it either. Well, and no, her her, her, res- there. her response was that it was a sad day for America, that we were being taken back, um, uh, you know, many, many years back to back in the day, you know, when schools were segregated and stuff. But what if what if she secretly like didn't feel like that, but she knew she had to say that because of her 
you know, who put her there and her associ- affiliations and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I mean, know. it's, I don't, yeah, you could look at it that way, too. I was wondering about that, like, with some of the people in Congress, you know what I mean? Like, the ones oh, that yeah. decide to sit out and say present, they're all like, yeah, I want to vote differently on this, but I know I'm going to get in trouble if I don't, but, you know. No, yeah, they're getting anyway, paid to so, vote the way they do, so. But, yeah, so if anybody wants, you know, I'll actually probably just share this. I'll make this a PDF or I'll copy and paste it. It is 40 pages, so it's pretty damn lengthy. But anybody who, actually, if you're, you're interested in it, I can I can send you the PDF in Messenger on Facebook because this is pretty lengthy and it's going to take up a lot of memory and a lot of a lot of my time posting it if I try to post 40 pages of it. But I have the entire transit um, breakdown for the United States, and I find I think it's really fascinating. I'll send it to you to you if you get awesome. bored. But um, but uh, yeah, I think we're gonna I think we'll probably wrap this up because uh, me and Yomi are recording a little a bit earlier tonight, so we have uh we have other stuff. We usually just do this into the the um, dead of night, so where we have nothing left to do but sleep. But <laughs> do you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Amy? I mean, I actually don't. I wrote down Sabian symbols, but we already kind of went through those transits, so it's fine. I guess, yeah. you know, people let us know what y'all want to hear. I mean, it's not that we're running out of ideas. It's just... It's the void moon. Exam- I'm blaming it on yeah. the void. Yeah, I'm we're going to blame it on the void moon, but this month, you know, I mean, hell, you already said it. Neptune's right there on the ascendant, so... And it does, no, honestly, cool. the energy feels very Mercury retrograde in a way. But yeah, Mercury's well, yeah, your, retrograde. Your, car, your fucking car accident, man. Girl, I don't even want to think about That's, it. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's got to be. So think about like all the all the um, aspects going on with Mercury this month. Yeah. And, and Neptune's on the ascendant. It might as well be retrograde. It might as I well. mean, yeah. Th- I mean, that's that's really what it, as you were reading the stuff later in the month, I'm like, this is exactly why it feels like a Mercury retrograde. There's a lot of harsh transits hitting Mercury right now. Mm-hmm. And Every it's, day. I mean, y'all just, I mean, learn from, I mean, like I said, transits are very real. Those that read my post, just, you know, pay attention, obviously, because no joke, I was paying attention. The lady behind me that hit me looked down for a second, looked up, and she was going into my um, back bumper. So, I mean, we really do need to pay attention. Um, Have some grace this month because... We're all feeling these transits and just always remember that, you know, we're all under the same sky. We may not be feeling the same energy in the sense of how it's manifesting, but know that the person next to you in their mind and in their world and how they experience it is feeling the same transit just in a whole different way. Yep. And this month, it's a hot mess. Like, it's, yep. Gemini season was kind of like we felt scattered, but this this month it's like it's not necessarily that we're mentally scattered. It's just like energetically, it's a lot of it has to do too with there's a lot of weird weird uh, hard aspects with Mars this month too. Yep, and then Mars, you got Mercury going. Re- I mean, not Mercury, Venus going retrograde on top of that. So yeah. the feminine is feeling very off right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. With that being said, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been nice, guys. We 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 did our best this month. We'll promise to do better next month. We'll, we'll look. I'll pay attention to the void moons next time. 
right? Or, or the mercury. We yeah. need to. That's what we should be doing. We should be we should be calculating when we're going to do this. Not on the weekends we feel like it, but when it's a good time to do it. You know yeah. what? That would actually not be a bad idea to try out. Because, yep. I mean, we, there's we been some times we've done it where we're, like, on it and everything is great. And everyone's like, yeah, it was great. And this month I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah, we, I don't think, I mean, we did the best we could considering transits, but, you know, yeah, if we would, if we would have noticed all of this days ago, we would have really rescheduled this podcast to a later time, but I'm glad we did it now because the later into the month, it would have been a shit show. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're, we'll, we'll talk about what we're going to do next month. Well, I'll yep. look at it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Okay, let me stop.